This week on Movie Time Machine, a gay cabaret owner and his drag queen companion agree to put up a false straight front so that their son can introduce them to his fiance's right-wing moralistic parents. This is The Birdcage. Welcome to Movie Time Machine, your retro movie review podcast where we take movies from the past and relive them in the present. This week's movie, The Birdcage, directed by Mike Nichols. Did I pronounce that correctly? Yeah, I think it's yes. like, it's not like pennies. Okay. <laughs> Womp. Well, I'm your Time Machine host, Chad, and I want to introduce you to my Time Machine co-host. First, he's a living encyclopedia of movie knowledge and NES cart collector, James. James, is there an NES cart of The Birdcage? There, unfortunately, isn't. Um, I think that game would be kind of like Roger Rabbit, where you'd be going in and out of rooms and asking a lot of questions. (laughs) Um, He's our tech guru, YouTube channel surfer, video, viral video watching guru. It's Casey. Yo, don't forget to smash that like button and subscribe. Let's go. (laughs) And he's our sports reporter. Mr. Fish Rep Factory himself, host of the Midwest Mountain Sports Report podcast that he does not promote. It's Jamie. Listen to the Midwest Mountain Sports Report. <laughs> Nailed it. Good ad. <laughs> Hashtag ad. All right. Uh, before we get into our topic of the week, I want to do something a little different. Change it up. You guys want to hear some news? Sure do. Time for news. All right, so Disney Plus Day was weeks ago, and they announced a bunch of uh, Marvel Marvel Studios um, stuff, like series, mainly series that are going to be on Disney Plus. Did you guys catch any of these? Yeah. I know where you're going with this, and yeah. I don't appreciate it. Why? No, I'm what? excited. <laughs> what? I'm like not sure if I should even talk yet and let you and Jamie just go. <laughs> what do you mean? I don't. No, keep going. Just you, you got going. I think he thinks you're about to disparage his favorite character. Who, Hawkeye? Yeah. He's yeah. No, I'm not. I'm talking about the stuff that was announced, not stuff that just dropped. Oh, Are you thinking oh, the other new Hawkeye? stuff. Yeah. Got it. So this yeah, isn't not... about the worst Avenger. You want to talk about X-Men 97? Oh. Yeah, like X-Men 97 uh, announced that What If is going to get a season two. Did you guys saw all, that. Did you guys finish What If season I, one? I got like two episodes left. Oh, I'm still okay. halfway through it. No, I didn't see that. But I kind of know about the twist and stuff. I'm excited. I just need to catch oh, up. Okay. So I'm just going to go through these quick. And I just want to see if these do anything for you. If they move the needle or if you're just like, huh? Or, yeah, cool. I'm guessing this one, is this maybe why they did a Zombies, what do you call it, episode what of... What If, yeah. What If, yeah. There's going to be a Marvel Zombies animated original series for Marvel Studios. That's huh? it. That's I, yeah. I'm, I'm like, just really not a fan of the zombie genre at all. There's not really anything that moves the needle for me, so that's probably something that I'll just pass on. Yeah, doesn't... I'm kind of zombied out to you. Well, and I was never huge in, and it's not that they're bad. I just never got into like the classic zombie movies, like the Romeros and things like that or anything older. Yeah. Like, I just, I don't know. I'm not into horror. So I guess that's probably part of it too. Horror. 
Horror. All right. So All right. Number 2, uh, Secret Invasion. I don't know what this is about. So just says original series coming soon. One is Ironheart. This is supposed to be like the hmm. female lead kind of Iron Man type character that has like hmm. one of the Stark suits. Yeah. Female lead. Sweet. So, is it an original or uh, is this yes. from the comics? Okay. What do you mean original or from the comics? So I guess I just mean, is this brand new for this series or is this a previously um, previous IP? Oh, I think most of these are previous IP. I think it's all comic, like yeah. actually in comic lore. Okay. I've like they own the rights. They're going to just recycle what they've already got and yeah. re, you know, redo it to make you it a little modern. I never heard of but... her because you're a him. Um, oh, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> um, if you have you got you, everyone's seen. Um, what do you call it? Da 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 da. Vision. WandaVision. Yeah. WandaVision. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a Agatha series coming. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. That'll be interesting. House I liked House her as Parkman? Agatha. I yeah, like that, that was, actress that was... in general. I'm glad she's getting a bit. Yeah, true. Yeah, she's hilarious. I love her. She killed it. Yep. I am Groot is getting animated series. <laughs> mm. Or Groot is. It's called I am Groot. Eh, Wait, no. Whatever. Are we what? sure it's animated or is it just going to be like, you know, Groot CG and we're going to have real people? No, it says animated series. Oh, does it? Okay. Yeah. I feel like I've seen. Maybe that's all it was. Is I saw the poster with baby Groot on there. And so I just assumed. I am Groot. Okay. What if season two is coming? So. Cool. Man, then, that's awesome that Vin Diesel's going to get a solid paycheck. I feel like he hasn't <laughs> done anything since. Oh, wait, he has all franchises. What what's Vin Diesel in? Poor Fast and Furious. Why? Well, I know, but how is he related to what if? Oh, I was saying because he is Groot. He's oh, Groot really? in the movies. Yeah. Oh, I had no idea. Are you kidding? You can tell from the tone of his voice. <laughs> man we got to talk about accents again because it's clearly been diesel's accent what? no way yeah next thing you're gonna go is you didn't realize that stallone was the shark in suicide squad no i did know that <laughs> <laughs> all right and Book. i love that movie by the way then there's a series echo I, this is somehow tied into hawkeye i think Oh, I bet. So what I was going to say is from like from what I can see in Hawkeye and these new series and I, I've heard rumors of like, did they announce a She-Hulk? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So like it just feels like they're taking the OG Avengers squad and doing all these series to pass the torch so that they can start a new, you know, Thanos type epic arc of, of movies in the Avengers line once again with a whole new fresh face squad. Hmm. That's my has, theory. Do you don't think any all of these are snap related? No, because Hawkeye Hawkeye is going to he trains in that one chick who is in uh, the second Pitch Perfect movie and whatnot. I don't remember her name. He's like training her in because yeah. she's like so like she's going to be the new Hawkeye. And like I bet she's going to be Echo. Right. So she's going to get a series or whatever. Um, and then She-Hulk's going to take over for Hulk. I mean, Tony's dead, so I guess, you know, bringing in this new Iron Man suit allows them to kind of revive Stark in that capacity. And then uh, Falcon is the new Captain America, so we already have a new Captain America. Mm-hmm. Who I mean, who are we missing? They're going to replace uh, uh, Black Widow with, what's her face? Uh, Yelena Little from Widow. the movie. Yep. Whatever her name is that her name Little Widow? <laughs> no, I don't know. No, I don't remember her name. She had I think she had a code name. I don't know her sister or whatever. 
who was great. So that, I don't know, so far the things that they've introduced, uh, I don't hate those characters. It's going to be weird and to kind of shift, but I guess I'm excited to see, uh, you know, lesser known characters or kind of dig into the archives of the comics and mm. find other gems that, you know, people aren't maybe used to or aren't mainstream yet. Casey, when you said that out loud, all I was thinking of is that scene that you hate so much in the first Avengers, like when they do the circle <laughs> around shot and Black Widow's dun, like dun, putting dun, in dun, her dun. Yeah, right. Let's yeah, but like now it's gonna be with this for this alien invasion. I'm, I'm just thinking about this new cast doing the exact same thing, and everybody in the, in the theater is just gonna lose their minds. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, people applauded that shit. They loved if, it. If theaters still exist in ten years, they uh oh, they will. <clears throat> I know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, in my basement. Jamie, I yeah. cut you off. What did you have? I was just thinking that um, I like Casey's idea that this is, uh, you know, uh, take two of the Avengers. And I was trying to think of whether or not I'd be excited about that. And I like that it's different because having just uh, seen the Pattinson Batman trailer in the theaters, you know, they just keep doing that with Batman. And I, I don't mm-hmm. know what to do with it anymore. It's like, here's more mashed potatoes. Like, I love mashed potatoes. But this isn't that much different from the mashed potatoes. I but hold on, yeah. So like, hold I'm on, let me jump in. So I have a great. Uh, you're exactly right, and that's this is why Marvel is killing it because look at the trailer and what's going to happen in the new Spider-Man movie. They're going to like suck in all the other stupid stray Spider-Man shit, and then kind of put a bow on it and it's like, nah, this is all this is us, damn it. And so they're going to kind of swallow all that Spider-Man shit together and like basically tie a knot on Peter Parker Spider-Man. And then watch, mark my words, they're going to switch over to Miles Morales and it's going to be a whole new generation and they're, they're going to stop doing Red Spider-Man, Peter Parker Spider-Man. That'd be fucking rad. <laughs> I, I, I think I read an interview with uh, What's-His-Face or in a headline, or I don't know, some side thing. We're in an interview. Uh, shoot, what's the who's the kid who plays Peter Parker now? Tom uh, Holland. The new yeah. Tom Holland, the best, in my opinion, best Spider-Man so far. Agreed. Um, he uh, he said something about like saying he wasn't the future of Spider-Man that Miles is probably going to be or maybe not even probably, but he said that. So I think either he knows or like they're going to run him until he's sick of doing it and then they'll pivot to, to Miles, which I think is sweet because I think Miles rules. Well, and Tom Holland's been known to accidentally tell the ending of the <laughs> exactly. story. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. And finally, for Marvel Studios announcements. Have you guys seen the Moon Knight trailer? No. This nope. looks I'm really this is out of all these. This is the one that I'm excited about the most. Um, it has Oscar Isaac is the lead as Done. Moon Knight. Yeah, it's I think it's going to be really good. Um, I don't I'm not familiar with the Moon Knight character either, but obviously the title Moon Knight has to do with like uh, at at night. <laughs> I feel like he he somehow is like controlled by something, whatever, to become like mm. this character. Yeah, like vigilante. Yeah, check out the trailer sometime. It looks really cool. Kind of has Batman vibes to it. I feel like a little bit. You know, it's very dark. Obviously, again at night. <laughs> but oh dang, yeah, I didn't uh, I didn't know who Oscar Isaac was at first when you said, and I had to look it up. Uh, Poe from Star Wars. Correct. Yeah, that would be great. I think he's awesome. I would love to see him as a lead in a hero movie. I think he'd kill it. That's great. Yeah. So that's looking at IMDb. He's playing solid snake in a metal gear solid movie at some point. Shut the front door. (laughs) Right. Come on. That's nuts. That's nuts. That's nuts. That's not snake Pliskin. (laughs) (laughs) They're, they're remaking that though too. Really? 
I I read that the other day that they're remaking. I don't think they've cast it yet, but it's like in the works, like or in you know production of pre-production. Sort. Yeah, development. Oh, Escape from New York. Yeah. Oh, I want no part of that. No, thank you. Yeah, the I don't know if you can beat the the original <laughs> when they did Escape from remakes. LA. Yeah. Unless somehow it was like a reboot sequel, you know, <laughs> where you can somehow tie them together, but it probably won't be good. Well, that's a good point. How long does it have to be before remakes? I thought maybe the Oceans movies were appropriately remade. What's that, two decades? Between the old Rat Pack versions? I mean, yeah, I think it was like late 60s, early 70s of the original. Three decades, maybe. All right, so maybe that's the the line. Yeah. Let's call it three decades. Call it. (laughs) The movie Time Machine pod... How how old does the movie have to be before you can remake it? Line, we'll find a better name for that. I mean that. I mean, Katniss. So how many Spider Mans came out one after another after another? Same thing with Batman. <laughs> exactly. Like we're not waiting Shit. long enough. I mean, no, you're right. They're breaking the line. <laughs> I mean, but would I kill for another Commando movie or a Demolition Man? Whew. But you know what? You can't mess with perfection. Hold. I guess. Hold. They're right. Hold the line. <laughs> Hold. All right, that's it. Oh, Jamie, did you see the Obi-Wan trailer? I was just waiting. That's what I thought you were going with this. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> You're going Star Wars, Mando. With Star Wars, Mando? No, yeah. I haven't. But I did put together an Obi-Wan Kenobi puzzle over Thanksgiving. So there's that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, very cool. All right. Um, Not really. Obi-Wan- we're missing a Ob- ton of the pieces. Obi Wan, <laughs> like a like a hand, yeah, you know some face pieces, a lightsaber, but yeah, about the series. Do you feel like Jamie? I just feel like if you're at work telling that story, like you just have the guy in the next cubicle just judging the shit out of you. Like, yes. hey, how was how was your holiday, man? And be like, oh, it was pretty good. I uh, made a Obi Wan Kenobi puzzle. Uh, oh. That sounds cool. Well, not really. I didn't have all the pieces. He's like, yeah, I, I didn't care. <laughs> right. <laughs> didn't help the story. <laughs> I thought it was great. <laughs> Thank you. I don't know. Like, I want to just spoil Mando, but I don't know. I just want to maybe get to the movie conversation now. So maybe that will be next week <laughs> or oh, whenever we record next. Because I know you won't watch it. It's just a spoilers version of (laughs) Movie Time Machine. Whatever you do, do not mention the crate dragon in the deserts of Tatooine and how they, you know, go after it with uh, Timmy Oliphant. Don't mention that. Don't mention when you spoil Mando season two. Okay. (laughs) Or don't mention the cave ice spiders when we spoil season two and the frog alien thing. Don't mention that. Are you saying that you've watched it or? Yeah, no, I've I, I was going to surprise you and dump like the whole, but I've only watched the first two episodes. Oh, God, I was really hoping you were to give us like six more of those where I'm like, oh, he watched all episodes. That's amazing. That's... <laughs> that would have been that would have been like checkmate. I Jamie. know. I know. Wow. I ruined it. This would no longer be a birdcage podcast. We'd be all just gushing about Mando. Right. <laughs> all right. Speaking of Birdcage, let's get into our movie of the week. Birdcage, released on March 8th, 1986, at a budget of $31 million, raked in $185.3 million. Ratings and reviews on IMDb has a 7.1 out of 10. Metacritic has a 72% score. Rotten Tomatoes, critic score of 81%, and 81% audience score. 
So, this movie starring Robin Williams and who's the other guy? Lane, Lane, Lane. Nathan Lane. Nathan Lane. Right? Snake Plissken, I mean. Yeah. No, this just... is my first time. Snake Plissken. Is this all of our... Who, who's seen this? This is my first time seeing this. I've seen this many Same. times. First time. Oh, my gosh. Oh. I knew nothing about this movie going into it. Don't get yeah, me wrong. I love when we watch it. movies I haven't seen. Those are like uh, when we did like American Psycho, uh, like um, uh, that was fun. Like when we all talked about something and I had never seen it before. I can't believe mm-hmm. you three have never seen this movie because I've seen it so many dang times. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Casey? Oh, man, I got a lot of opinions. You sure you want me to go first? I took notes. I, I don't want to train. Hey, I'll, you know, I can go first because mine's going to be yeah. really brief and quick. Um, I love this movie. This is a movie that. I don't know. You can't really say this anymore uh, of, Hey, if it was on TV, when you're flipping through channels, that's where I stop. I like, I don't continue. I just have to watch it um, when it's on. So this, uh, I saw it was on HBO. So it's been in my queue for a while. So I'm happy we picked it um, because I've been waiting to watch it again, but I'm like, no, James, there's plenty of new content. You don't have to watch something. You can uh, once again, uh, quote verbatim, but no, this movie, I think it has, like, all the characters are so much fun. It's so over the top. Um, I thought, as I'm watching this, I was thinking, God, I has this be been readapted to be a stage play at any point? And I believe it was a French play to begin with now. But uh, I would gladly go see that um, at the theater if it came to town. Um, yeah, so I give it four five stars out of five, or however we do this here. Yeah, four stars out of five, that works. Woo! All right, Jamie. I think um, Jamie. Why don't you go then, Casey? Afterwards, I think Casey. He sure. has. Um, the I don't n- have that n- much. I was just playing. Okay, I just have a few okay. things. Don't worry. Right. Well, let her rip. Well, actually, no, no, wait, 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 wait. Maybe Jamie, Jamie has to go first because hey. he'll still he'll steal your ideas. I will. Oh, classic Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, this was um, you know, I I feel like my dad and my family. Uh, movie fans were pretty good about showing me, you know, important classics, your Star Wars, your Blade Runners, etc. But this is one where I would really have a word with them. Like, how did you guys not ever screen the birdcage for me? Like, I, I thought this was one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. Like, Robin Williams is so good. And he plays it so, so close to the vest and so cool. And I think it's all the better for it. He just kind of lets Nathan Lane go. And Nathan Lane is running the show. I, I love it. Um, I, I was like belly laughing so many times. Um, there's, there's a couple things that are problematic, but that'll happen with nineties comedies. But I think by and large, like my biggest question was like, okay, are we laughing with the gay people or at them? And I think that by and large, we're laughing with them, you know? And I, I kind of, I, I did that check-in just with, you know, the times we're in now and being an older nineties movie, um, but I think it's so funny. They treat all the characters, um, well, not all of them, but most of them, um, you know, with respect. And like for the 90s, I, I think this was still pretty groundbreaking to have um, a movie focus on gay characters like this front and center and to not be laughing at them. Like there's a huge line of that in Hollywood, um, you know, lots of documentation. I'm rambling on that, but um. No, so funny, and I, I have a lot more to say about Val later, but we can get back to that. I want to hear everyone else's thought. Yeah, talking about like problematic movies, um, there was one thing I did read that how the Birdcage showed that 
uh, queer identities could exist in, independently of the or reference to like the the AIDS epidemic being able yes. to have like gay characters in film and without having to be referenced to that. But yeah, Casey, I'm 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 curious to see what you have to say. Yeah, well, I'm, yeah, I kind of want to touch on that real quick just because it's an interesting segue. I think, um, you know, I, I think you're right. I don't think anyone was laughing at anyone. I think it was we were looking at uh, just a specific, you know, I don't think they framed it as, you know, all all gay people are cross-dressers that go to clubs, right? They framed it as this is a specific subset of this culture and, and they celebrate it. I don't think they do it uh, ever, you know, ironically or in a goofy way. I thought it was awesome i love this movie um i thought it was fantastic i'm really glad that we picked it uh the thing that i want to touch on is the just the way that they tell the story especially the opening um i don't know first 15 20 minutes just kind of the way and remember i knew nothing about this movie going into it i didn't know it was a play and that makes a lot more sense um after you watch it you get a lot of the scenes are set up um you know, framed in one scene at a time, right? It'll have a scene with a bunch of dialogue and action in one room at a time. And, uh, you know, when you step back after you watch it, it's pretty obvious um, that it would have made a great bit. It obviously was a great play, but it's very much set up in in scenes of dialogue and interaction within there. There's no action. There's no, you know, panning from sequence to sequence. Even the car, even the traveling is just inside a car. It's a single, you know, sitting in a car, having a conversation, small scene done on a stage. Um, but I thought, anyways, the the reason I really loved the opening storytelling is the the way they kind of allude to uh, Ro- what was Robin Williams' character, uh, not Albert. He was Armand. 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 So the way they kind of make it look like Armand is you know cheating or having an affair, right? They kind of play into that. He goes and changes, and uh, and uh, shoot, what's uh, man? Why do I never have names in front of me? Uh, the butler, the butler dude. What's his name? Agador Spartacus. Agador, thank you. And like Agador is kind of calling him out on you know sneaking around or getting white wine and all this. So they just super play into this. And then even when Val shows up, uh, you kind of think that it's you know some sort of interest like that. And then they just drop it on you that it's his son. And then just the way that they they don't kind of spoon feed you any of the uh, any you know backstory or anything like that. Um, they don't have arbitrary scenes of dialogue just to explain things. Um, the exposition isn't just kind of handed to you like that. Um, I love that it takes you all the way until you actually meet Val's biological mom to actually really understand kind of the story and situation of how their family came to be. So I think just slowly kind of peeling away and, and introducing these characters and the story that in that way, I thought was a, a super, super enjoyable way to kind of learn and, and hear the story and a lot more, I don't know, refreshing because you see a lot of, comedy movies where they do just throw in one scene of you know barfing out you know exposition to tell you the whole backstory of a character um and this was just a lot a lot better done i guess um yeah uh i don't know what else to say i think it's it's an amazing movie i think uh, armand and albert are fantastic characters i love seeing robin williams um in a role like this you know this is almost like the the flamboyant goodwill hunting right he played almost the straight guy and he's normally the the wacky dude and so i love seeing him in a in a i i would call this almost a serious role right he plays it like you said close to the vest um so i love seeing him in a role like this i thought it was amazing um i uh albert was awesome uh I, at first it it kind of felt uh and I don't want to say annoying, but I wasn't sure I was going to enjoy it, but he like grew on me so much. And then by the time you hit that dinner scene where he walks in as the mom, it's just, 
from there on, it's just a roller coaster. You kind of were slowly climbing up and up and then you hit the dinner scene and then it's all straight down and it's hilarious and fun. And uh, it just, it ends. I don't know. It was a great movie. I'd give it a four and a half out of five. I'll stop rambling. Wow. Four and a half. What did you give it, Jamie? I, I put a four in letterbox, but it, the more I think about it, it feels more like a four and a half or a five. I, I just, I loved it so much. I, I laughed. I, I can't think of a funnier movie I've watched in the past. I don't know. Year or two. Oh, really? Really? Yeah. Really? Well, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer. Ooh, well, you let's go. Be, you wouldn't be Chad without it. Right. Oh, God. No, I really like the movie. Um, I don't want to repeat everything you guys said because I have the same feelings. I I think it's like a three and a half stars. I think it's really good. But yeah, I don't really have much to say outside of what you guys have said. You know what? Watching it, though, I was just kind of feeling sad that, you know, like, I was like, God, I haven't watched like a Robin Williams movie since we did. What was it? Uh, Insomnia. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but no, it's like I didn't have this feeling when I watched that one. But I was like, man, I really miss like watching mm-hmm. Robin Williams. I feel like I kind of look back at it. I was like, oh, I grew up. But I remember like one of the first movies I saw like repetitively was Popeye. Not that it was a great movie because oh, wow. it was on HBO all the time. <laughs> kind of back in the early days of HBO and then kind of seeing uh, Mork and Mindy and syndication and stuff like that. Yeah, I don't know. It's I was kind of taken back like you, Casey, at first. I it took me a moment. I started watching it and I stopped because I just wasn't feeling it. Probably just wasn't in the right mood. But then I went back and sat through it. And yeah, it's a it's a real fun movie. Like the first thing that really stuck out to me, too, was that. Oh, this is great. We're seeing. I don't remember seeing like a movie around this time that also showed like complexities like in family that you you know like showing like uh a gay man or a gay couple and then he also has this like previous relationship you know like you guys were saying with um this woman they had this child together so i just kind of like how they kind of pulled that in and how they were just like kind of cool with it like they you know then they joked about it you know and like their their night that's um you know like they slept together and it just being able to see that in film and it's like knowing what era it came from um, was kind of refreshing and just kind of made me to kind of look back and see how things are different today and stuff like that. But one thing I, I do have to say, though, is like just stay with me because I don't want <laughs> this may sound like it's problematic or what I'm going to say is bad, but it's not. Trust me, is that you're going to get canceled for this? this? Yeah, I'm going to get canceled. Don't get canceled. <laughs> this is like for me personally, Careful. this is like this shows like classic uh this is like classic drag to me (laughs) like the new drag stuff i can't watch i can't see like the drag makeup like terrifies me but like the contour lines and stuff like that i can't it it just scares the piss out of me part of it is (laughs) like it reminds me of these masks that um, my uncle like would use this terror scare the shit out of me and just something with like all like the contour lines and like the strong makeup makes me think of that i can't do it so when it comes to drag, I'm I'm more classic drag than modern drag. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say that you just agree wholeheartedly with Gene Hackman's politics. <laughs> yeah, that's where you're going. Oh my God. He loves his candy, though. <laughs> that does was so <laughs> funny. Why do old people like butterscotch candy? <laughs> well, I used to share my Werther's original. <laughs> <laughs> Werther's. Um, 
one thing with this is when I was watching, I was trying to think like all these characters are so extreme except for like Val and his fiance close to Flockhart, mm-hmm. who is married to Harrison Ford still. Um, it's weird. Mm-hmm. So like besides them, like all the characters are very specific, like over the top and also just really, really well cast. Right. I was trying to think if they remade this movie. Like, who would I see in that? Or like, what would that look like? And I was having a tough time with it. But then I came across some fun trivia that Robin Williams was casted as Albert at first. And uh, I was like, well, who the hell would have been his character? And it was Steve Martin. Steve Martin was supposed to be Robin Williams character of Armand. And then uh, there was some uh, yeah filming issues and then they swapped out and then they and it brought in Nathan Lane, who was kind of at the time newer to film. He was more of a play actor. Yeah, no, I, I actually I was watching an interview with Nathan Lane and he said part of the reason too was that Robin Williams had just done Mrs. Doubtfire and didn't want to do drag a second film in a row. Oh, I didn't read that. That makes sense. And so that's why they actually flipped him to Albert. And then Nathan Lane was just like a natural, like, of course, Nathan Lane. Yeah. Cause I I don't know. He's, I don't know anyone else that I don't think you could make this again. Cause I think he is Albert. 100%. It's, it's too perfect. Yeah, I was trying to think if Robin Williams was playing Albert. I mean, it could it would work in its own Robin Williams way, but I don't know. It wouldn't be the same as what we witnessed. And and then because I was thinking, yeah, Steve Martin and Robin Williams would be able to put on a good show as well. I I wholeheartedly agree that. But it wouldn't be the it wouldn't be the same movie. Right. Yeah. And he gets his moments like my he he has his um, the the part where he's running through dress rehearsal and he does the Madonna, 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 you know, that whole thing. (laughs) Trying to teach the dance. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> but um my favorite scene oh it's um well, i don't know there's so many good scenes but the i really love scene. the kitchen scene wait which one's when that? He, where they're oh, all going when in he there falls have you seen that when he he goes in and takes a drink of the whatever bottle pulling jameson <laughs> well, yeah they're all pulling jameson <laughs> yeah. and hank azaria is sitting there crying because this all they made was soup right it's when you find out that that's all he made and then val comes in he drinks and and then Robin Williams goes to leave and he trips and like falls over. And that was an actual slip. Apparently from what I was watching on YouTube and interviews and stuff, everyone at some point slipped in that stupid kitchen and that one stayed in because he slipped and stayed in character. And if you watch it again and he's like yelling to say he's like yelling to keep from breaking. So he like escalates and it's one of those rare times where he's kind of has an emotional outburst. It's because he actually fell on the floor. It's hilarious. And then that's when he walks out and says, fuck the shrimp, (laughs) (laughs) which I think was an ad lib because he was just all jacked on actually falling and then trying to not break and like then walks out. Fuck the shrimp. That's what I did read is the director made Nathan Lane and him uh, do one take where it was uh, 100 percent to the script. But because they he knew that there was going to be all these other takes where they were just ad libbing and just doing their own thing. And I'd be curious to like kind of like pop up video style, know which one be like, okay, so this scene was per script. And then like the rest of the movie is just off script and just in the moment. I'm sure I would too. Cause kind of like what Chad was saying, um, it's, it's kind of painful too. just, I, I really missed Robin Williams watching this movie. It's that other scene when he's dancing with Christine Baranski and they're both just like in their nineties prime. And she looks incredible in this movie, by the way. That's neither here nor there. But um, they're they're just so good together. Their chemistry as actors is just like radiating off of the screen. As good as like him and Albert. And that, I don't know, that moment really made me miss him and want to go back and watch like all the Robin Williams movies. 
I agree. And Jamie, I would say when she played Martha May Huvier, oh man, that Huvier just gets me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> With the Christmas light shooter. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Gross. Her Mrs. Claus outfit. Mother, may I? You were on the naughty list. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Jamie, I saw you have um, Mount Rushmore of movie villains list. Do you want to go into this? Like, Oh, yeah. Yeah, I just, you know. Too good. Val, I mean, what what a jerk, you know, just ashamed of his perfectly fine two dads. You know, he has to arrange this whole situation when, you know, he gets there at the end. But it's like, come on, Val, did you have to put your dads through this? You know, so I think he's the true villain of this movie. Gene Hackman does an admirable, admirable job, but we're all in this position really because of Val. So I came up with... um my Mount Rushmore movie villains. It's Val, Calvin Candy, uh, Nurse Ratched, and Anton Sugar. And I wanted to make the important distinction. I didn't pick like anti-hero villains that you kind of like by the end of the movie, like the Joker or Hannibal Lecter. Like these four are, I just, I, you know, they're, they're really good at being evil. Hey, and Val on top. Jamie, for yes. the podcast <laughs> audience, do you want to reference what movies these characters are from? Oh, sure. Val from Birdcage, Calvin Candy from Django, um, Django Unchained, Nurse Ratched is One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, and Anton Sugar is No Country for Old Men. All right. Thank you. I needed a refresher on Calvin Candy. Is that um, DiCaprio's character? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Until you said it out loud, I was like, I couldn't place it either. So, Chad, I appreciate the follow-up on that one. <laughs> um, and, no, Jamie, I'm with you on Val. I don't know if he makes... Mount Rushmore. Um, I am intrigued by this idea, and I will try to come up with something of my own for next time. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, which is I think it's extremely fun. But uh, I agree. Like I, as, as I'm watching, and they're uh, you know he's trying, um, Armand's trying to change Albert to be more manly. So you pierce the toast and yeah. like all that stuff. <laughs> the John and, Wayne but, shit. And, but yeah, all the John Wayne stuff. But then while they're doing that, like he's got people in the house like taking out their sculptures and changing the paintings. I'm thinking. What kind of overhaul is this? Not to mention, what kind of parents would say yes to this idea? <laughs> like, it's crazy to me. Um, but, I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe it's a loving parents thing where they were hey, just cool with it. I think that just shows how good of parents they were. Yeah, I agree mm-hmm. with that 100%. It just, it's, it's just so nuts to me that all of a sudden they're just changing all the decor of their homes and messing up the what do you what do you call it jamie it was the sponge painting <laughs> like with makeup i was dying i that was the funniest line of the film for me i think just because it caught me so off guard and he's just he just says it like i just had the wall sponge painted this week or something like that <laughs> no i agree i think val uh val's awful and almost irredeemable at least gene hackman by the end you know, grows as a person, accepts, you know, he gets, cro- he cross dresses to get out of that situation. He accepts, you know, the, this gay family and who knows if he actually changed any of his beliefs, but he, you know, at least grew a little bit to, you know, be accepting of those people. And what did Val do? He just, you know, cheated and lied his way and got lucky that his parents were so awesome that even when the lie was revealed, they could, you know, save the situation for him. Val did nothing. Uh, he's trash and belongs number one on Mountain Rushmore of uh, movie villains. Also, mm-hmm. Val was like 20 years old, too. Uh, like, I don't know. It's just there's all these things where I'm just like every other parent would have just said, screw you, son. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Figure your life out. 
Yeah, but like the how he's acting, I was like, oh, that's so what a twenty year old would want to do. <laughs> that's true. I get. Yeah. I yeah. Guess. But no, I think. Uh, uh, what a great set of parents. I think Armand, what an amazing dad. And I love his character too, because he's pretty consistent that through the entire movie, whenever like a conflict arises, he's always really intense and you almost feel like he's on the edge of either, you know, yelling or being violent. Like he just has this perfect intense stare. And then he always like melts at the end. Every time he gives in when, whether it's with Val um, whether it's with Albert, like when they're at lunch and, and he finally caves and says, fine, you can be the uncle or, you know, or, or when he's, you know, originally with Valley, he's trying to convince him to lie. He always just consistently with that same thing. And I don't know, I think that's a perfect, uh, I don't know, he's a, what a great dad. Like, that's exactly what he probably should be. I like that. Um, I was reading that uh, Hank Azaria's character, which, by the way, Hank Azaria is a phenomenal character actor. Um, like he always is doing something different. I feel like in everything he's in or just throwing in a different accent. Um, but in this one, like he was trying to toy with what accents to use. And they were uh, talking about that uh, on the same lot, they were filming sling blade and him and um, Billy Bob Thornton or were like friends. And so they would like drive around in a car together in character. And like, so he'd be like, mm, I want them French fried potatoes. And then he'd be like, Oh honey, you're so silly or whatever the fuck. Oh, whatever it would be. Sorry for the swore there. Uh, edit. Um, but it was, I was like, man, what a great buddy cop comedy movie. If you had those two in a, in the front seats of cars, just going around in, in their own characters, <laughs> I'd watch that. Characters. Out of I play. agree. I think Ken Kazari is the third best character third best performance in this movie i think he was fantastic no he's really good he's in um god run fat boy run and uh he's in what, friends remember yeah. from friends what was that baseball that show he to did fame. too where he's playing the sportscaster oh it, it was on a really obscure network i think it like just border rapped. town say it again casey border town no That's it was from 2016 Oh, rats. Brockmire? Brockmire. That's what it is. That's right. Yeah, that one's it's super inside baseball for lack of a better metaphor. But he, he just plays um like a 1950s baseball announcer. It, it's like really obscure, very specific comedy, but he crushes it because he's Hank Azaria. I don't know. I think he did some Broadway, too. I think he was in Spam a lot in New York for a while. The Monty Python musical. Cool. You went to that, right? Is that you went to? That? I don't think I saw him, okay. but I did see that in New York. Yes. Well, maybe I saw him. I honestly can't remember. I was going to make a comment about how Val says he's 20 in this movie. And like, I'm like, did he he look a lot older? And I just found Val says he's 20. But in real life, the actor was 27. So that's not totally out of the question. Clarissa Fla- Flockhart was 19. Uh, says she was 19 in the movie and was 30. in real Whoa. Life. Whoa. But I guess James Vanderbeek was probably like 15 years older than he was playing in Dawson's Creek and yeah. killed it. <laughs> yeah, that's one thing that I was kind of confused on as like always in film. But with I was confused on the like Val's and his fiance's like I was kind of confused on like if what they're like, they were trying to do this to plan this out to actually kind of fuck with her parents. I don't know. I don't know what made me feel that way, but it was just something weird about 
how they were acting like when they were calling one another and like each talking to their like sets of parents and well she was sus with her parents he was straightforward about everything but she was hella sus with her like she would just sit there with a straight face and not say anything he's a cultural attache no what so what is a cultural attache he should have said he's a property owner didn't he like own the night the whole thing so just call him a property owner that's easier than making up some weird political thing right that's like uh like a what do you call it like a ambassador or represent representative of nations or something like that because they're like he's a cultural attache from greece or some shit like that it's just like a foreign diplomat thing yeah a diplomat with varying responsibilities womp womp do you think on set like people called him robin or rob rob feels weird hey rob rob it's mr williams don't you forget it rob rob that's probably how he was he's pretty strict about that don't you look at me in the eye kid <laughs> what's uh do we want to rattle off maybe like everyone's kind of favorite robin williams role or movies just a couple come to mind i mean there's anything you mean everything after goodwill hunting that's fair right so like what what's after what's after number one sure we can talk about everything <laughs> after number one after number one you know, I need to go back and watch Goodwill Hunting. I feel like that's a movie that I'll go back to and maybe won't like as much going back to. I don't know. No, dude, that's one of my whenever it's on TV, I stop. I I love that. I will watch it over and over. That yeah, that's a bold lie, Chad. Me, you think that now, but you'll your attitude will change as soon as you watch it again. It wasn't a lie. It was just a prediction. <laughs> I'm just I saying agree, your Chad. prediction is false. I, I was there and then I rewatched it and it's it, it is still that good. For what that's worth. Yeah, it's it's too good. It's amazing. <laughs> I think you're like, I was there. I, I was, was in Boston. <laughs> <laughs> I was there. I was there when they made it. Do, okay, put it on the list. We'll we'll do it. We'll rewatch it. And we'll do um, a pod. God, I mean that's the thing is Robin Williams's characters are so good. Like even like you just talking about him as a doubtfire. Like going back and watching that movie, like he crushes it and the movie is just wholesomely fun. Um, and I don't know. And also Hook is one of my favorite movies. I'm not saying he's crushing. Oh, the yeah. I no, don't think Hook he crushes so Peter good. Pan. Great. But I mean, he he does fine. But as far as like what he's best in. Um, yeah, nothing compares to Goodwill Hunting. But this one is probably a close second. I got to be honest. It's pretty darn good. Oh, I found mine, Chad. My uh, Dead Poet Society. That's really high up there mm. for me. John well, Keating. These movies. I haven't um... seen that in a long time. I haven't seen any of these movies that you guys. So I oh, seen Dead no. Poets, Hook. Did you know that he was the voice of the genie, Chad? I did know that, but I haven't Ooh. seen that movie. <laughs> I haven't seen Good Morning Vietnam. Oh, I I was going to say, so I'm not saying this is like his best role in a movie or whatever character, but th- that movie, some I don't know. that I've seen that movie a lot. It was a part of like the original like eight or 10 VHS tapes that we got in the CBS home video movie collection. Um, so I don't, I really like that movie, um, but that's one I have not seen in a very long time, probably since the nineties. But yeah, I remember really liking that movie. Um, I actually would be curious to go back and watch that now. Cause I'd watch it. I haven't seen it. I'd, yeah, love, to, never... I'd love to pod that one. Are we talking about Popeye? Did I miss that? No. What are we talking? Well, Chad, what movie Good, were you talking about? Good morning, Vietnam. Oh, my bad. Okay, sorry. I got there. Ooh, Shouts to Death to Smoochie. What a great film. Rainbow Randolph and Death to Smoochie. 
Okay, Love thank it. you, Case, because I feel like I'm the only one who does like that, and I almost oh, didn't I say it movie. because I felt guilty. Oh, I that's a great movie. I haven't seen that one either. Death Smoochie. Oh, it's a good dark comedy. It's funny. Mm-hmm. Think, think, uh, Barney on steroids, on meth. Barney on meth. That's yeah. I was part. like, much okay, more okay, yeah. The the box art movie poster. Yeah, that's yeah, great. Yeah. Yeah, another '90s classic, but Jumanji. I that movie is oh, not yeah, nearly as go. watchable without Juman or without Robin Williams. I would oh, say. No, you're right. You're right. I know Kirsten Dunst crushing it. Um, <laughs> uh, Flubber was one of my favorite childhood movies. Mm. Oh, childhood I was going to say, Disney. I used to watch The Absent-Minded Professor all the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I bet Mork and Mindy those, is on like Tubby or whatever. Those are both uh, um, remakes of, was it not Don Knox? Uh, Jerry Lewis. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. He did the old, old Flubber, huh? I was like, what's his name? What's his name? Telethon guy. Telethon guy. Jerry Lewis. Jerry Lewis Telethon. You guys have younger parents, so you want you mm-hmm. want, you guys didn't have the parents that watched telethons when they're on TV. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. nope. <laughs> Did anyone see what dreams may come? Oh, yes, yeah. I actually like that the, movie. The they're like his uh, wife, wife. He yeah. dies in a crash. His wife commits suicide. He like goes to save her in hell. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Spoiler. it's trippy. It's good yeah, I need long. to revisit that one. That one I remember being pretty scarring because I saw it when I was like ten or something, like way too young to deal with. Oh like, my goodness, heaven that's, and hell. that's a heavy one. That's, that's one I've never watched, but I'm pretty like positive it is on Netflix. Play. So. Now I'm interested based on your description. I'm like, okay, now I want to watch that tonight. I haven't seen it in a while, um, but it, uh, I don't know, gets a little heavy at times, right? Because you're dealing with, you know, loss and and then suicide. Spoiler, I guess. It's about halfway through. Mm. Sorry to ruin it. Cool. Looks like I need to uh, catch up on some Robin Williams films. I do have a couple of these in the list, I think. I know Hook was in there. And Dead Poet. Yeah, Hook. And Dead Poet Sweet. Well, we'll yeah. have to get those soon. Dead Poet Society. Do you guys have anything else you want to add? Um, I mean, I think I agree with uh, what James said kind of in the beginning. I think this would be added to my list of if I'm flipping through channels and it was on, I would probably stop. Um, that list also includes, you know, Shawshank Redemption or the Blues Brothers. I think this adds to that list. I would probably watch this. Um, I did want to say, Chad, I think I... I I did remember what, you know, the first half-ish of the movie did feel a tad slow. So I think you giving it a three and a, three and a half um, isn't the worst thing in the world. And maybe you did just catch it at the wrong time because I found that I wasn't giving it my 100% attention for the first half. And, and because it is, you know, a play, right? It's it's a series of scenes. And if you're not really paying attention, the, the comedy and the action and everything is in the dialogue. Everything's in what they're saying yeah. and the way they're saying it. And so I found that when I wasn't giving it my full attention in the first, you know, 20, 30 minutes, things weren't landing. Um, but then, you know, from halfway through the movie, uh, I, I, you're, I did kind of like you. I had to stop it and then pick it back up. Um, but I was able to pay a little bit more attention the second uh, half of the movie. And that's where I just I fell in love. I thought the the dialogue is hilarious. The they're just subtle subtle acting and body movements and facial expressions of Robin Williams and Nathan Lane is really what it's all about. You have to be watching intently on those little things because they play these characters so flawlessly in the way that they react and, in organ like it feels so real. Um, so that's, I think why I fell in love with it. Um, 
and liked it so much more that second viewing mm-hmm. or that second half through it. And then obviously from the dinner scene on is obviously where all like the big over the top comedy and, you know, gut laugh things come in, like with the, you know, the, the Roman China, the plates, with the, you know, yeah, the plates, <laughs> the plates. and bowls and, and trying to the go bowls. get glasses and that whole thing. Like all the little gags kind of fall in at the end where the first half of the movie is a lot more character building through dialogue and mm-hmm. acting like body acting. Yeah. And so I, you know, I would say maybe even watch it again and, and watch those a little bit closer because I, I think I owe it to it to go watch it again and no, kind of watch I, for those things. I love it. I, th- I think it's a a good movie. Um, because I've I've had to like give myself this criteria when I look at like rating a stars like on a five star system when I do like my letterbox. I always feel like a one to me is bad. A two is no. A one is don't watch. A two is bad. A three is good a four is great a five is a masterpiece that's like a three and a three and a half you know it's like okay okay all right so it's like uh i I see you i hear you chad can i ask off the top of your head can you name like two or three of your five star movies i'm just curious are you trolling no i i no i'm really not okay yeah no i want to know which which ones you think are fives or if you uh, just come up with one. I can give you my fives. Shock. Yeah. Empire, I have three of em, them. Empire Strikes Back. Solid. Heck yeah. Cold, Solid. Cold fiction. Oh, dang. Yep. Good call. Kill Bill Volume 1. What would you rate Volume 2? I don't know. I haven't seen that one in a while. I, I Three and a half for that, I think. Really? I don't know. They're both different movies. Like, one is yeah, like all... Like action and I don't know they're different. I really want to go back true, and true, rewatch true. the second one. I haven't seen that one in a long time. What kind of chips are you eating? The first Matrix. Sorry, I'm munching on some cashews. <laughs> I'm so happy you said something, Chad. I'm like, is that? Am I hearing that what? right? <laughs> okay, here. I'm sorry. I'm Jamie. Rattle off a couple. All right. Let's see. Well, Godfather, um, Groundhog Day, Halloween, The Thing, Alien, Goodfellas. Fellowship many, of the Ring. How many of your five stars are horror movies? A lot. Get Out, <laughs> Silence of the Lambs, The Shining. I got quite a few. Um, let's see here. Do the Right Thing. Mm. Oh, that's a five for me too, yeah. God, I, this is making me feel like a fucking idiot. Okay, here we go. <laughs> God. I am excited that now we have the F word twice in this podcast. <laughs> It, I, we don't really usually swear that whole lot. It has that I haven't marked as explicit, so unless there's listeners that you know that you think that we should. Oh, fuck yeah, we're explicit. <laughs> I did have a buddy who was listening to our cast realize he got really quickly, oh, this isn't one I can listen to in the car with kids. Spider Man Into the Spider Verse. Do, 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 do. Yeah, the best, good the best, the best Spider-Man movie. Even though it's animated, it's still a movie. I th- I think so. Yeah. Uh, Get Out. Uh, I have Rogue Same. One. I think Rogue One's probably like a four, not a five. Let's see here. Going do, through. Do you have list. Jurassic Park in your five stars? Mm, I don't. I don't think I've rated that yet. Interstellar five stars. Okay, good. That was one of my fives. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of Jurassic Park, uh, Chad, were you the one who sent that link for that clip of the first five minute prologue for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What'd you think of that? 
I liked it, but it, the one thing I thought it was missing was I thought for sure, like it seems like they show like, you know, prehistoric times, like, uh, and then, you know, T-Rex, like you look, you see the recognizable T-Rex face. And so I was really hoping it was going to be the situation where the other dinosaur attacked its children or he got separated like land before time style. And then now we fast forward, you know, a trillion years later and it's all of a sudden T-Rex is just like, I just want to find my son. <laughs> I think we're missing out on something here. <laughs> and that's why he's just raging through the new world. Oh, but that's just my take. I love that. <laughs> it's unless it's supposed, but it's taking place in like the early eighties. It seemed, well, I, I guess I, oh yeah, I guess with the drive-in movie, it kind of seemed that way. Didn't yeah, the it? drive-in I was trying to movie. Place and place it with the cars. Flash Gordon and wow, what else was playing? It was like Flash Gordon and something else was on the marquee. I don't know. The first, uh, but yeah, the first couple minutes of this show, um, like I said, in the land before time. Yeah, I mean, God, we've gotten so good with this photorealism garbage. It It was really cool. Yeah, I thought it was just like I pitched Jurassic Park spinoff. Yeah, 100 percent. I want to see Jurassic Park post apocalyptic in a future where the the dinosaurs ran wild and overtook the Earth. Like well, a when survival dinosaurs film. The Earth. <laughs> yeah, but based on Jurassic like after like Jurassic Park is the reason like that whole thing bringing dinosaurs back caused them to overtake the earth like they're they're solely responsible so kind of like a that uh, universe. planet of planet of the apes type universe like starts off with Jurassic yeah, Park kinda, I don't know. time and then I even thought it out too much I just thought of it all right I like it yeah, I'd love to see that like dinosaur because I think that was why the, the first one was so good like the scene in the kitchen that like suspense oh yeah it was just awesome like imagine mm-hmm. that in post-apocalyptic where it's survival Ooh. Now that I mention it with Planet of the Apes, um, I did watch Tim Burton's version before bed the other night because it's on Amazon, I want to say. God, that is uh, that one does not hold up. Oh, really? I haven't seen that one. Rough. The ending like it's just it's more of the story kind of thing. Like, I think that the I mean, the makeup with uh, all the apes and everything is done really well. But God, I don't know. I, I I didn't like it as much as I thought I enjoyed it when I had seen it before. Like, I'm I'm positive I own this movie. And I don't know why anymore. <laughs> when. Who was the who did the like the was there like another trilogy of them right after that? Yeah, they redid them. Um, James with Franco like James Franco and like the more photorealism apes like Andy Serkis would then pay, played the Caesar ape. Yeah, yeah. I saw the first one in that series. I really liked that one. But yeah, I, forgot, sweet. Yeah. I forgot this whole the Tim Burton. The one I watched was like the Tim Burton plan of the apes. I'm like, oh, my God, that's right. Tim Burton did this. Like, I just completely spaced that one out. Hey, I have two more for you, Jamie. Then I'll, I'll stop my five star rankings here. But you'll like this sweet. one. So, of course, I have the thing on here for five star. This one's, for, this one's for you is uh Friday five stars. I love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, before we go, is there anything you guys want to plug that you've been watching lately that you want to share? Has anybody actually watched Hawkeye? I watched the first episode. I'm about 10 minutes into the second one. Negative. Anybody else? Just curious. And then I started the wheel of time or whatever on Amazon. Oh, yeah. How is that? I'm curious about that. I'm enjoying it, but um, my brother, uh, 
who had read the books. I knew it was a book series, but I didn't realize there was like 14 books. Yeah. He went on a rant about it because he loves this book series. I guess it's one of his favorites. And he's like, you know, when this happened, the first two minutes, that's book five and just went off. And I'm like, okay, I need to not talk about this show with you. Cause I'm enjoying it. Just fine. The way it is. Um, yeah, so, that's, you know, but that's every this, book. I have, yeah. I had this thought the day about that. Maybe it might be a conversation for another pod, but just like, how do you feel about like, books or like i thought about this when i was watching like the opening scene to the cowboy bebop live action that's on netflix and i don't i haven't seen all of cowboy bebop the animated series but i was just watching and i was like oh is this like just a live action kind of recreation of the anime or are they doing like some of their own artistic like you know interpretations or change the right. story a little bit because what would you rather want would you want like read the book and see it exactly like verbatim on screen or would you like to see things changed a little bit to kind of like make it slightly different than what your experience was with the book right so like i was kind of talking about this with my brother a little bit too and i kind of will resort it to Ready Player One. Do I enjoy that Steven Spielberg movie? 100% I do. I think it's a lot of fun. Can I take it out of context of it was based on this book? Yeah, because I think the book right now is it's its own universe with Ready Player One and Ready Player Two, where the movie, I get it. It's loosely based, but I can say, no, that, that's this universe, especially it's easier to get out of the mind space of that with all these uh, like we just talked about earlier with all these Spider-Mans and all these Batmans. Like it's easier for me to get out of the context of um, what is written and then like going, I get it. It's not going to be exactly the same, but I can still have fun and enjoy this. But also I see the idea of people who are like super mega fans of like, let's say Harry Potter and getting really frustrated that the philosopher's stone wasn't totally accurate to the book. Like I understand like, why, why did you need to change that? That character was a, like a guy or instead of a girl or like whatever that looked like. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I like it when there's like little, differences i guess you got to really try trust like the writers and you know directors of the film but i the one thing i don't like is when something goes from anime to live action and they this is what they did with the um with ghost in a shell it's like or, visually the same it's visually the same i haven't seen that whole movie i just watched like the opening scene and it's like one to one like, and it's like, yeah, it looks cool. Do I want to sit through an entire movie of this? No. Yeah, I think a lot of it, too, it depends on kind of what Casey was saying earlier. What what did we establish? What, 30 years between? It, 30 it years. Oh, the yeah. oceans. So if it's something like, yeah, if it's something like that, I feel like if it's old enough, I don't mind like a paint by numbers modern redo, uh, depending on the property or whatever. But I think I, I'm kind of with you, Chad. I. I kind of like um, when they take something that we all know and do it a little bit differently. Like I seeing Dune, I, I have no context for I never read the book. I didn't see the 80s movie, but I kind of got like Denny Villeneuve's, you know, take on it and that I, I thought it was awesome. And um, I, I'm almost glad I didn't have any, you know, context or baggage that it maybe mm -hmm. would have turned into without, you know, not reading or seeing anything before that. Yeah, I, I've seen the 80s version. I mean, it's been a while, but like after seeing the new Dune, I was like, I have no idea what the what the 80s version was about. 
like I had no idea about this universe. I was like this newer version of Dune makes it seem so much cooler. <laughs> but anyway, uh, back to plugging stuff that you're watching and want to share. Um, the new there's a new Channel Five video uh, in Talladega Nights. That one was uh, super revealing. Uh, a lot of butthole talk. Super interesting. <laughs> that, okay, that's I was I was I knew this that was going to come so up. Weird. So is this like the new thing that young, no young no men idea. say though? Is like show me your butthole. I don't know. It's all Super show me weird. your butthole. Fuck Joe Biden. It's, it's so funny to me that these people say that and they're probably like the most homophobic people you'd meet. Yeah. Like they're saying, show me your butthole in such a yeah. stupid, ironic way. So weird. Anyways, um, there's also a news channel I watch kind of. It's like comedy news called Some More News. Um, and they did a really good episode on Thanksgiving and how uh, bullshit it kind of is and how racist we are to indigenous people. So that was a really good episode and revealing. And uh, you got to watch shit like that sometimes. And then uh, a funny one to bring it back up is this dude named Fat Pat Finnerty. I think I told you guys in the in the chat, but I found this dude does uh, episodes called What Makes This Song Stink? And he did a really funny one on Weezer which is really funny because I do like Weezer and he was like, he's a Weezer fan. Like he grew up with Weezer. And so it's funny to hear him. Uh, The whole thing's about why Beverly Hills stinks. Uh, Mm. It's really good. I hate that song. Well, exactly. And even as a Weezer fan, most Weezer fans would hate that song, but it was still like popular. So it's it's super funny. That's one of my favorite. I I got two things to plug. One is that SNL sketch with, I know Leslie Jones is in it. And I think it's Matt Damon and they're just like fighting over Weezer's back catalog. It's one of those great classic random SNL sketches that was probably a throwaway, but oh, it's find it on YouTube. It's too funny. Use Weezer fans will appreciate it. Um, but as for what I'm watching, um, I think I mentioned that show on my block. It's kind of like Freaks and Geeks in South Central LA. It's kind of the vibe. Um, like this group of high school kids gets into shenanigans, and I thought it was done. So it's on Netflix, and they had three seasons, and I found the season three finale to be kind of i don't know it they didn't stick the landing shall we say and they kind of messed with a bunch of the characters in ways that didn't feel true to them but i didn't know they were coming out with season four they might have just one of those things where they renewed it and i'm so glad they did so it it feels like it's back and it's it's really funny i love that show on my block cool um i think you pointed this out a couple of weeks ago though though james um so we've been watching the sex lives of college girls on hbo Wait, so you guys did start that? Yeah. Yeah. I think we're like four maybe episodes in. Okay. I'm glad you mentioned that because I I was thinking about starting it, but I'm like, man, did you ever just click on things and you're like, I don't know if I want this showing in my queue that I'm watching it. But with the Mindy Kaling thing, I feel like I'm like, okay, this is going to be good and not super dirty or something. I didn't know what to think of it. (laughs) Oh, you don't want anybody to think you're super dirty. I mean, I am, but I just don't want it in my queue going like, what'd you watch? (laughs) Because let's be honest, we're sharing everybody's sharing everybody's content. Yeah, so that's really good. Check that out. And we've been we also hopped into the latest and final season of Insecure, getting my uh, my female drama fix in. So, right. I think that's everyone. So thank you for listening to this episode of Movie Time Machine. Remember, new episodes drop on Fridays. Um, If you want to check us out or reach out to us, you can find us on Twitter at Movie Machine Pod. No, that's wrong. Yeah. Is it Movie Machine Pod? Holy shit. I'm just having a big brain fart. Yeah, it's that movie machine pot <laughs> on Twitter. And Leave it in. Leave and, it in. 
in our in our links there too i have a link tree in our profile and you go there and we'll have links to if not now eventually to um some kind of message boards and stuff so if you have anything you want to ask us to throw in there check that out and if you want to send us a tips i have a tip option in there too booyah to help us pay for our podcasting services so thanks again we'll see you next time bye see you bye bye Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, yeah. Wow. It's better that it's Sing. natural. Yeah. All right. How do I sound, guys? Like a dream. Uh, like a real dream. sexy. Real Sing. sexy. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Like more than a friend. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Yow. Merry Christmas. Yow. You're like Mary Poppins, practically perfect in every Mary Poppins cherries. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Cherry. Cherry poppin' daddies. Cherry poppin' daddies. Oh, right. good. Zoot suit rise. Throwback. Oh, so good. Throwback, Riot. another beer. <laughs> Zoot suit Good Riot. throwback. Right. I remember I saw them at, you remember the Quest? Oh, oh God, dude, yeah. I, went to, I saw real big fish at the Quest, so it's funny that oh, you're talking nice. about them. Yeah, it was like, it's like, um, yeah, it was like cherry, pop, cherry popping daddies and, uh, what was the other one? It's like zero z- something nut zippers. Zero nut squirrel, squirrel nut, nut zippers. zippers. Yeah. Yep. Squirrel nut zippers. I yep. think I think Chris and I saw Frank Turner at the Quest. Is that in St. Paul? No, it's done too many. No, it's, it's gone. Yeah, it's something else. <laughs> God, I'm trying. To, well, no, it was. Um, I don't know. God, maybe it wasn't Quest. Didn't they maybe reopen it, was... it for a bit again, and then it closed yeah, again? It's, yeah. I'm just, I'm just trying to think. Like, I know Chris and I. Like, we were at a place, and I'm like. Wait a minute. This is like, in a, yeah, you're right. It wasn't Quest, but it was one like it was like a club place that I would always hear about a couple friends going to. And then once I got there, I'm like, God, why would they come here on Saturday nights? I feel gross being in here just seeing a Frank concert. <laughs> and I'm trying to think what it was. <laughs> God. Oh, is it like the oh shit? I don't really know any venues. Is it the, in the Paul? station? I don't know. Oh, maybe I'm, I'm, the, I'm the worst I... with venues. Are they all? Yeah. Like unless it's first dab, I guess even if I close my eyes, I, I think I know which you one you're what. talking about. I was it does it have like a weird setup too? Like there's like a fucking pillar. I was gonna <laughs> say there's pillars everywhere. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Is that the place with the bar to one side? It's mm-hmm. like a venue, and then to the like the left of the stage is a bar. Yeah. I think yeah. I saw. I saw every time I die there. I watched the whole thing from the bar. It was awesome because it was just me and like a handful of people. It was an 18 plus show, so there was just a handful of us in the bar. <laughs> what was that? Was the station? Yeah, I think it was the station. That sounds right. Called. That sounds yeah. right. Now, Real Big Fish is the only show I ever saw at the Quest, one oh, and only. Wow. Everybody's yeah. doing the fish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw yeah quite yeah. a few shows at, at Quest. The Quest. The Quest. Yeah. They had that big logo like in the center of the dance floor, yeah. like a compass or whatever. Yeah, hmm. I went to quite a few uh like house music techno like 
shindigs there. Chad, have you ever been to a rave? I feel like you have. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> the the year two thousand. It wasn't just a yes. It was all. It was a Kool Aid Man. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like every weekend through the year two thousand until every weekend. Where until where Labor Day weekend when I had like a bad ass trip and then I sold all my camping stuff so somebody would give me a ride home back from Wisconsin and. Then I went home <laughs> to stay with my mom for a night, and I went out. Then I got a DWI. Womp womp. Oh no, that will. <laughs> that was uh, kind of put an end to my my raven rave days. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I used to rave so hard. Because <laughs> it's like, how much camping equipment did you have to sell to pay for the DWI? Everything that I bought to go camping when I went yep. to Eve. I don't know if I. I think I shared this video of, uh, with you guys once, where it's like this guy like tied up to a fucking tree like had this like crazy drug twitches or whatever oh, geez. but no. yeah i was that was that's the part i was gonna I was say at. that video does not sound familiar oh. <laughs> was that you on the tree yeah no, definitely no, definitely but i heard stories i mean i don't know it's crazy like the first night like a guy because there was like it was on this huge farm and there was um like the stage that wasn't being used and there was like this basketball hoop over, I don't know some guy like jumped off the stage and like landed on his fucking head and there was like oh, it was oh. like constant like ambulances out there and yeah it's it was, terrifying yeah it's terrifying yikes indeed that was the last rave I went to good that would have been my last rave too <sighs> holy indeed, cow you do. yeah 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 Actually, no, that wasn't the last rave. That's the last rave I went to where I just like was doing like lots of drugs. <laughs> <laughs> just tons. Like, yeah, like meth, acid, oh, and eating Jesus. mushrooms. Fucking and dropping. Sounds terrifying. Eating, eating pills. Yeah, it was a fucking blast. <laughs> what does ecstasy feel like? Uh, I, I don't know. It's kind of. Now, correct me. Is Molly the same thing except for you don't no. have a hangover? Mm, no, I don't think so. No, it's a different thing. Yeah. Oh, it's MDMA, right? Drugs. Yeah, MDMA. Yeah, actually. Where'd you learn that? Th- drug school? Drug school. <laughs> no, nah, Joe Rogan. I asked him about it. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Good callback. That was great. <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> All right. Should we get rolling? I'm ready. Born ready. What? I'm drinking a beer tonight. Oh, shoot. Hold on. On a school night? On a school night. Here, you, you do the... Oh, no, you can't do the intro without me. I'll sneak away and get a beer in a minute. Don't worry. Okay. James, I love your name. I just noticed. <laughs> Agador? Agador Spartacus? Oh, Agador. So, <laughs> when we were going to record last time, James and I both joined, and he was Agador. And we sat and chatted for a while while we were, like, on signal figuring it out. And so we just had a good chat. Me it was, and James, it was good times. It was fun. It felt like we were trolling the podcast. Like we were, we were, we were like, I don't know, yeah. li- live tweeting the podcast while Basically. you and I were chatting and you two were off of it. We were doing a reaction, live reaction to the chat. <laughs> we could have been Twitch streaming it back to you guys right. so you could watch us live react to the chat. <laughs> oh, God. Mount Rush. Okay. Let's do who wants to uh, read this. I think, James, this should be you. Hold on, I gotta pull up the doc. What are you trying to say? I don't know. I just don't think James has <laughs> done one in a while. 
I'm just playing. I think the last one I did was uh, The Departed in an accent where I could I was oh, talking true. at yep. 100 miles an hour. <laughs> um, so the same? The same, yeah, sorry. <laughs> so I'm going to dial it back down to like 88 miles per hour. Do these come straight from IMDb? Because it's like, it's a mouthful. That's three lines with no punctuation. No, no commas, just straight up. That's mm. like three breaths worth of a phrase. I don't know. I just look up the movie and I copy and paste the first thing I see. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure. Well, I'm I'm guessing that's IMDb because they're probably the top of the. Usually, I don't know. Sometimes ones. IMDb's is like a guy goes to school and he gets <laughs> then he gets married. <laughs> the end. Oh, the Bill, end. Billy Madison. I love that movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, you ready? This one should be. A gay man's son gets married. That, yeah, right, one hundred percent. Yep, that's it. I was, I know, like it's funny you mentioned that uh, case because I was reading it and I'm like, man, I'm gonna read this one more time before I do it out loud because yep, this is yep. find your own lot. commas. All right. This week on Movie Time Machine, a gay cabaret owner and his drag queen companion agree to put up a false straight front. <laughs> I'm doing this over. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong placement. <laughs> Wrong. Straight. Don't put a comma there. <laughs> I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> yeah, cool. Fiance's right wing. Okay. <laughs> okay. 